A.S. Alias. Hello, this is Alias FM. I'm your host today, Ivy, and I'm with Bella. And today we are going to be talking about GOT7. Um, this is episode six of our podcast. Um, so let's just jump right into it. <laughs> okay, so GOT7 is a seven-member boy band from JYP Entertainment, or was from JYP Entertainment. There's, there's still a seven-member boy band. Um, they debuted in 2014, and they all, each member individually, had left the company, uh, literally just like last week, it, on um, January 10th, 2021. So uh, this is going to be a little different from our previous episodes. If you guys have been listening, this one's going to be more like a deep dive and review of all the achievements and great things that Got Seven has gone or that has Got Seven has accomplished and stuff. So to begin, we'll start with the leader. His name is uh, JB, or stage name JB, uh, real name Imtabum. He was born January 6, 1994. He was actually a former B-boy, and he got scouted in 2009 through uh, a public audition. And he wasn't interested at first into like being an idol, but then he ended up auditioning after his dad had encouraged him to uh, go and audition. And he got first place, but he... Another person who got first place was Jin Young, who we'll get into in a bit. Um, and so both him and Jin Young, they tied at first place and they both became trainees for JYP. Um, and at first, he he often says that when he was first a trainee, he was just more interested in the dance part of it. And he didn't really like care much for vocals and stuff like that. But later, the more he did it, he realized that he really loved singing um after like training and stuff like that um he's currently the leader the main vocal the lead dancer and the center of got seven um so leading to that we'll talk about Pak Jinyoung or just stage name Jinyoung his stage name used to be junior by the way so <laughs> if anybody doesn't know that that's yeah his stage name was junior um he also got first place with uh JB during that same audition in 20 uh in 2009 and um, both him and JB, they debuted in a duo called JJ Project, and it was JYP's first duo group. And they debuted with a single, and it was called Bounce. It happened in 2012. Um, they had supporting roles in a drama prior to actually debuting. Not supporting roles. J- Jin Young actually had the supporting role, but JB had the main role in this drama, and it was Dream High 2. Um... Which was a good drama. I don't know if you guys watched it, but I like Dream High too. <laughs> um, they both hold like different like parts in my heart for Dream High One and Dream High Two. Dream High One is more like the um, the struggle of becoming an idol or wanting to become an idol, and Dream High Two is the struggle between the non idols and the idols, and how there's always going to be some tension in between. So that was really good. Uh, I like that drama, so highly recommend it. Um, and Jin Young is currently the visual, sub-vocals, center, and the face of the group. Um, and we'll get into Mark next. Mark Tuan uh, was born September 4th, 1993. He was born in L.A. Cali. Uh, he started out early in music by playing violin, piano, and then he decided he wanted to play guitar later on. I believe it said in high school. 
Um, he became a trainee in 2010 after getting street casted and then passing auditions. And he actually um, auditioned by rapping to an Eminem song, and that's how he got in. Uh, he dropped out of high school in uh, his sophomore year, and he moved to Korea to become a trainee. He was trained specifically in martial arts slash tricking or like acrobatics, like doing flips and stuff like that, along with like the rest of the regular trainee stuff, so like singing and dancing. And he was actually featured on uh, YG's survival show, Who Is Next, when they were having the episode of JYP versus YG trainees. Um, so yeah, Mark is currently the visual, the lead rapper, and sub-vocal of GOT7. And then I just also wanted to say that Papa Tuan tweeted at me one time, but like, screw Twitter because they closed that account that he had tweeted to. And I had asked him a question about like aspirations and he replied something. I totally forgot what it was, but Twitter closed my account because I was too young when I was using it. So, I mean, screw you, Twitter, you suck. <laughs> and then, <laughs> um, uh, Jackson. Uh, Jackson Wang was born March 28th, 1984. He was born in Hong Kong, and he was actually a former member of the National Fencing um, Team in Hong Kong. He became a trainee in 2011 after winning an audition among 2,000 other auditionees, and um, he actually had a conflict with his parents at that time, too, because uh, his dad was actually in charge of it was like a coach for the fencing team. And his mom was actually a gymnast. So he was kind of like set on the road to go to the Olympics because he was actually training to get into the London 2012 Summer Olympics for fencing because he was on the team for it. I was like, damn, <laughs> this man hella talented. But he, he decided ultimately that he wanted to do music instead. Um, and it was also because his parents had like a deal with him where he was supposed to like get a few medals from uh, the competition that they held in Hong Kong and he won like two gold or something like that and then they let him go be a trainee like can you imagine having that much talent my gosh <laughs> I could not <laughs> and like I don't know I just that's interesting I can't like I can't imagine him being in like the London 2012 Olympics but like it would just kind of feel empty without him, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, a world yeah. without Jackson Wong being Jackson Wong. <laughs> I know, without Jackson God. Wang, I'd be so sad. Is it Wong or With, Wang? I thought it was Wong. I thought it was Wang. Well, I'm not sure. I think the name of his thing's like the Wang Gang or something like that, so I just thought it rhymed, so I don't know. Oh, we'll uh, see. <laughs> Somebody but, will correct us. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine him not being in Got Summer, but I'm glad that he decided to. Same. I mean, like, among 2,000 other people who are auditioning and you, like, win? Oh my gosh, that's, like, crazy. So, <laughs> um, he's currently GOT7's main rapper, lead dancer, sub-vocal, and the face of the group. Um, next member is Choi Youngjae, uh, stage name Youngjae. He was born September 7th, 1996. Uh, what I've read about him was that he actually started singing with his older brother frequently, and then his older brother got enlisted into the military. And so during that time, he decided to continue singing and stuff like that, and he actually was attending a music academy. And at the music academy, they held closed like JYP auditions amongst just those students there, and he won. Um, and then he trained seven months prior to debut, so he literally came like in the middle of uh, 2013 and then debuted in 2014 with the rest of them. Um, the next member we'll be moving on to is Bam Bam, uh, Kunpimuk Pawakul. He was born May 2nd, 
Oh, 1997. Damn, how did you say that? <laughs> I, I watched so did many. Did you practice? Ha- yeah, I watched so many how to pronounce Bam Bam's name. <laughs> how did you say that? Oh, I could not. All right, girl. You, this is why they have the point twenty five speed on YouTube. <laughs> um, but yeah, he actually. I uh, watched this really good interview. Um, I'll I'll post it in the um description but it was a really good interview of how he got into being an idol and stuff like that but his mom was like a big fan of b or i guess rain and she ended up taking him to a concert um and he was just like super into rain after that and like he was really amazed by anyone to be cool like that because he was talking about how rain opened up the concert by like coming out of a fake helicopter and everything (laughs) and he was just like an awestruck by that and stuff so it was like really cool and i was like wow that's really cool so he ended up winning a rain dance cover contest in 2007 because his mom told him to do it because his older brother was supposed to do it but he ended up getting injured so she told bam him to do it and he did it and he won and then he got to have dinner with rain so wow. that's pretty cool yeah mm-hmm. like to have there that kind any- of mm-hmm. like i'm not saying that he doesn't have talent but to have that kind of look like yeah damn, i don't ha- i'm not lucky <laughs> dude if there was like a dance competition to go like me i don't know like bts like you bet your ass i would like drop everything and just go to the studio every day <laughs> But, like, yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, He was also in a dance crew with Lisa for a bit from Blackpink. Um, So they were actually, like, childhood friends from what I was reading. So I thought that was really, like, that's so cool. Like, you get to see your friend, like, get their dream too, you know? Like, I don't know. Just super heartwarming. Um, He became a JYP trainee in 2010. And he was also on Win, um, the Who Is Next show. And I read that if he wasn't on that show, he probably would not have been able to debut. Oh, why is that? Um, I don't even know, but they said that he was chosen um, just to go and perform on the, mm-hmm. like, to be a part of, like, their dancing. Because they had a bunch of other trainees at that time. Mm-hmm. And, and it just so they- happened that, like, mm-hmm. he got, like, more recognized because of it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there, there there does happen to be a lot of times where, like, we'll see trainees and then we'll just never hear about them again, you know? And I think that's why a lot of companies have been, like, hiding their trainees rather than, like, showing them now. Um, so, yeah. Very thankful to have Bam Bam Skirt Skirt. <laughs> He's currently uh, got seven sub-rapper and sub-vocalist. Um, they for- that Those are his official positions, but I would totally add Dab Dab there too and Meme King, so whatever. Uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. Next member is Yugyum. Um, his full name is Kim Yugyum. Um, he was born November 17th, 1997. Talk about the 97 line, man. Like, it was 97 and K pop just hit different or something. Um, he- it was said that he was a music lover from a young age and that he um, at first just like to dance to dance but he ended up starting to take it seriously once his uh, family member who was a dance instructor recruited him to come and dance at his dance academy and so he was taking classes there and they actually had uh an instructor who also taught at that dance academy who was also a jyp dance instructor and he ended up linking Yugyum with jyp there so Yugyum ended up becoming uh a trainee in late 2010 early 2011 and he was also on win uh he's currently got seven's main dancer 
Um, this is also a random fact that I found, but I thought it was really cute and funny. But apparently, Yu-Gi-Oh and Bam-Bam, they kind of had tension uh, when they were first like getting to know each other and stuff like that because Yu-Gi-Oh was really tall and he had like a more, I guess, like masculine or mature appearance versus Bam-Bam because Bam-Bam was short. I don't know if you saw Bam-Bam's pre-debut photos. He was short. And he was like really cute and stuff like that. And so they would always kind of like argue about that because Yu-Gi-Oh would always be treated a little differently like like you know you're older than this versus like Bam Bam would be coddled because Bam Bam was like I guess quote unquote the cuter one but Bam Bam wanted to be treated older and <laughs> Yukim wanted to be babied because he was the magne mm-hmm. <laughs> I just thought that was funny um and then yeah they ended up debuting on January 16th to the, uh 2014 and this was a busy year for their just their debut year it was super busy so they had they debuted with the mini album Got It um the title track was Girls 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 and Nyon was actually in there from twice uh they were the first boy group in JYP since uh 2 p.m. That happened back in 2008. Uh, their original concept was to be a hip-hop-centric idol group that do that does martial arts and b-boying, and basically like the third-gen version of 2 p.m. And they're actually nicknamed Post 2 p.m. Like that was a nickname <laughs> for them. Um, and this was this literally shows you how much potential GOT7 had. They literally debuted number one on Billboard World Album Charts on their debut album. That is crazy because like. I've, I have not seen that for any other K-pop artists. Um, so, yeah. And then um, on June 23rd, they actually had an, another EP, which had the title track A, and Sana from Twice is featured as a cameo in there. It was really well received. And then right after that, they had signed on to uh, Sony Music Japan. And then they later on in that year, on November 18th, they released their first full-length album called Identify. And the title track was Stop, Stop It. And it peaked number four on Billboard World Charts. Dahyun was also in that. Oh yeah, Dahyun was also in there. And then um, they kicked off their Japanese tour uh, right after they had released uh, the song, the single, Around the World. And then 2015 comes. Uh, They have a mini web drama called Dream Nights. Uh, They win the New Artist Award at the Asian Artist Awards and stuff like that. Um, They released their second Japanese single, Love Train. And then on July 13th, this is when they hit like a very viral thing that they released. It was the Just Right album. It was their third EP. And it was a big hit for the group. It was, it was the first group video to hit uh, 300 million views on YouTube and stuff like that. It was just like a really big thing because the concept was super cool. It was like very bright. And I think everybody kind of needed a bright song during this time because it was like right after the whole outfall of other K-pop things that had happened in 2014, which I mean, we could totally have a whole different podcast on. Um, And then after that, they released their third Japanese single. And then they had another mini album later on in the fall. And it was the Mad one. And the title track was If You Do. And this was really big for them too, because they got their first win. And getting your first win in Korea is like super big. It basically yeah. is just saying that you made it. And so, uh, yeah, congrats to them for that. And then they ended up uh, releasing a repackaged version of the album, and it had the confession song on it. And it had three new tracks additional to the other songs that were on the original EP. 2016 rolls around. Um, they released their first full-length Japanese album on February 3rd, and it hits number two on the Oricon chart. Uh, it has 12 original songs plus four Japanese versions of the Korean title tracks that they've released previously. And then 
bam, here it comes. The big trilogy. They start with the Flight Log series. The first installment happens on March 21st, and the title track is Fly. It's the first K-pop artist since Psy to hit Billboard Artist 100, and it enters in, debuting at 45, uh, which is really, really good. Um... And then they have a follow-up single, which is just a digital release, and it was Home Run. Um, and then because it was really well-received, they ended up kicking off their first solo concert tour on April 29th. And they go to China, Japan, Thailand, Singapore, and even various cities in the U.S. And then in September 20, on September 27th, they released the second part of the, of the series, and it was Turbulence. Title track is Hard Carry. And this is their first album that had sold over um, 200,000 copies physically. And it was number one on Billboard uh, World Albums right when it came out. And then on November 16th, they released another Japanese EP. So that's only like two months in between. And then to date right now, as as of right now that I'm speaking, uh, Fly has made them the highest charting K-pop act on Billboard World Albums year-end besides BTS. Um, and the only other artists that are included in this list is GD, Shiny, 21, and EXO from what I have found on resources. And then 2017 rolls around. As you can see, they're like very busy and they're just like constantly working and stuff like that. Their schedules are super duper tight. Um, so March 13th, they release the last installment of uh, the Flight Log series and it is Flight Arrival. It's their third EP um, and the title track is Never Ever. It was really well received. Um, promos were really short for that actually from what I've been reading. Um, May 24th rolls around, they released another Japanese song, and then October 10th, they released their 7 for 7 album. And this was uh, the one where the title track was composed by JB, and solo tracks are composed and co-composed with the other members. And we'll get into more about this album uh, a little bit further as I explain the rest of the timeline <laughs> for GOT7. On November 17, uh, November uh, 15th, they released another Japanese EP. And then December 7th, they released a repackage for their album that came out in October, 7 of 7. Um, 2018 rolls around. Eyes on You, the 8th EP, comes out. Uh, Look is the name of the title track. It's composed by JB and the B-sides are co-composed and worked on by all the other members. It's the most successful track that they had, like, title track that they released since debut. It's platinum certified on the Gowan charts. It's, uh, it says that there's over 300,000 copies uh, that have been sold and it debuted on Wo Billboard World Album Charts at number two. And then they kick off their Eyes on You tour on May 4th. Uh, they sell out shows in various countries, uh, Asia, Europe, North America, South America. And then in between that tour, they have a mini tour in between, and it's their Japanese tour. Um, and then September 7th, they have their third full album, which is Present You, and the title track is Lullaby, and it also got platinum on the Gaon charts. 2019 rolls around. Um... They start out the year with another Japanese EP. They debut a subunit, which is called Just Two, and it has Yugyam and JB. And they also have a mini Asia tour just amongst those two, uh, the two members in this subunit. And then 
May 20th, uh, they released their ninth EP, which is Spinning Between Security and Insecurity. The title track is Eclipse. Um, it was really well received as well. Billboard World Albums, a number five, and it also got number nine on Heat Seekers. Um, it kicked off their third world tour as well as it started their exposure towards the West a bit more than JYP had been, quote unquote, I guess, promoting at that time. So they're actually the first boy group to perform on the today show or like be on the today show um so that's like a big thing and then they also on this tour they ended up selling out the largest stadiums in thailand that they ended up adding extra shows so like big achievements this is how much potential they had it's crazy um that joyp just kind of like let this all go um and then on July 31st, they ended up releasing a Japanese EP and having a Japanese tour while they're still doing their spinning top tour. Um, and then they win their first day song at the 4th Asian Artist Awards. They win for performance of the year. And that's how they wrap up the end of 2019, 2020, um, which would be their last uh, official year at JYP. Uh, they start out the year strong in April on the 20th by uh, dropping the album Die, which is their 11th EP. Um, the title track is Not By The Moon, and 150,000 uh, 150, copies were sold on the first day. These are first day sales, and it's currently the best-selling album that they have to date, with over 450 copies sold. And this is when we started seeing the cracks really showed through. It was only a three-week promotion, which most artists have like about a month or a month and a half of promoting their albums. Um, and then on November 30th, um, they release uh, the Breath of Love Last Piece album. And it's their fourth album. And they, this was their first album where they had a pre-release to it. And it was called uh, Breath. And now we're basically caught up because now it's 2021 and got sevens contracts are expiring it's their seventh year and um everybody was in talks whether they're gonna sign or not and so most of them have decided to not well all of them have decided not to re-sign <laughs> with jyp <laughs> i had to correct myself there but, uh, but all of them decide not to re-sign with jyp so currently this is all that we know um as of recording this podcast yugyum is in talks with aomg jin young was in talks with bh entertainment on acting or more than just like acting we're not sure yet uh jackson decided that he was going to go with his individual company called team wang and then jb is in search of or like he was also offered by many various hip-hop labels um and he just wants to find an agency that will allow him to grow to his fullest potential uh mark said that he was going to start youtubing streaming and doing some solo music and that he wanted to go back to la and then from what I know about Bam Bam is that he is working with Make Us Entertainment for his work in Korea. And he's also been throwing amazing shade and tea at JYP on Twitter. <laughs> so you guys should definitely go check out Twitter. Um, and then Young Jay's in talks with Sublime Artist Agency. And they hold artists like Rain and Honey from uh, EXID and others. Um, and so currently the group is on like a halt. So... Uh, the trademark will be transferred by JYP to the boys after this halt, and I think it's like at the end of the month or something. So, Got Seven will still be Got Seven. Got Seven did not leave Got Seven. Got Seven just left JYP, and so this really holds up the strong brotherhood of Seven or Nothing. So, um, 
on January 10th, all of the members officially have left JYP, but they're just waiting for the trademark of the name GOT7 to fully go over to the members. How do they actually, if, when you're researching, do you know how they actually, like, like, how do you get the trademark from, like, the company? Like... I know that they have to come to an agreement on it, right? Like, cause J can't JYP like say no, like he doesn't want to give up the trademark. Yes, he could, but there's like this new law that passed. I didn't fully look into it, but it mm -hmm. allows like artists to keep up keep the trademark that they hold like their value to or something like that. So like this wasn't made for Beast, which is why Beast had to become highlight. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, God Seven's pretty lucky. Like, man, they they waited right at that time. Like, timing just fell correctly for them mm -hmm. this time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so if you're literally just looking at it as a big overview, from 2014 and 2021, they released five studio albums, 15 EPs, 22 singles. They had 19 tours, including fan meet tours, and then a total of 56 awards that they have won. Also, earlier this year, they won another Taesong. And it was at the Golden Disc Awards. Uh, I believe it was a day song. I have to check. Uh, but yeah, so things, other things to note um, was that they were actually managed under uh, in they're actually managed under Division Two, which is like a sub branch in JYP that does like managing the artists or whatever. And they manage Got Seven and Itzy. And this is where a lot of the complaints are coming from is that they weren't actually promoting Got7 well. So that was like one of the biggest complaints because if you ask me, I think Got7 could have been really big if mm -hmm. they were promoted properly and stuff like that. But obviously they weren't promoted as good as they could have been and stuff like that. Um, and one of the biggest complaints was that they weren't on Amazon for the longest time, like Twice or Stray Kids, who are actually managed by Division 1. So... There's a lot of mistreatments that has happened um, with GOT7 from the company as well as mistreatments of the company to the fans. So one thing is that they never gave ample time for comebacks or like announced it uh, earlier enough because you know a lot of times like they'll a lot of companies they'll say that oh this artist is going to be having this comeback like a month from here and so everybody is collecting their votes everybody's like gathering um or like prepping for stuff that they're going to do for promotion and events and stuff like that none of that ever really happened with JYP I made a complaint on it I think on our first episode of our podcast <laughs> but um yeah so the fact that they also had released like a few like, they would release timelines, like, on this day, you'll be getting this teaser. On this day, you'll be getting these photos and stuff like that. Never happened. They'll just upload it all last minute. It was like, you know, when you are you do a group project and then you <laughs> know, or and then, like, you, like, you and your team, you guys just BS last minute, like, mm -hmm. the day right before. Mm -hmm. And you just hope nobody notices, but it ends up just being a slide with text. That's literally how uh, Division 2 had managed uh, GOT7. And another big issue, which I think had also caused GOT7 to not want to uh, re-sign or renew their contracts with JYP uh, was that JYP often rejected GOT7's creative freedom and voiced his thoughts of the members' title tracks all the time. He would only listen to it halfway through, and if he said that it wasn't f uh, fulfilling GOT7's quote-unquote color, then he would reject it. But I feel like uh, me and like a bunch of other Agassiz or GOT7 fans felt like I think your artist knows what their own sound is. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know. But that was like a big um, uh, conflict too. And then 
a lot of the times, as uh, people would always say that uh, JYP would always tell GOT7 that uh, GOT7 was not enough. And it's said, it's shown in various interviews with um, his, like, when he's talking about GOT7, where he just kind of basically says that GOT7 wasn't enough. Like, their music wasn't enough. Their talent wasn't enough. They could always be doing better. Which, I mean, yes, you can always be doing better. But with how much potential they had, like, he literally just let that all go down the drain. And then another big issue with JYP and GOT7 was the sassing um, protection. They kept claiming that they would do things or step in to stop sassings. Never happened. And it just got really bad. And the boys just were rarely safe. So I read that... um, there are sassings who followed Bam Bam and he ended up having to move where he had originally lived. Uh, got, uh, Jackson actually got in a car accident because sassings were chasing him like via cars or like having taxis follow him. Um, so like a bunch of issues had happened because of uh, the lack of protection that the company was actually giving the boys and stuff like that. Um, and then they actually closed the Japanese fan site early in 2020. So that upset like a bunch of Japanese fans. And then to riot and go against this, uh, a lot of the fans they ended up raising money. And I think they reached the goal of 4000 in less than two hours. And it was just to have trucks with giant LED screens drive around JYP saying, treat got seven better. And then JYP had to put out a statement that says, please remove these trucks. <laughs> it's like <laughs> literally people were complaining to you. But um yeah, so that was like the overview of like Got Seven, and uh, yeah, she did a lot of research. They're guys. definitely really overworked, and they're they're pretty poorly managed with how much like work that they were doing. Like, think about that. That's literally like five comebacks a year, yeah. including your Japanese promotions. Like, you know, it's, it's like sad because like this is just like one example of a group that is poorly like treated or like yeah, promoted it's just one example yeah because yeah. a lot of the times we don't get to hear this things these things because uh-huh. a lot of groups don't make it to the level that got seven got to um and then another thing was that for uh, their album that they released in 2017 the seven for seven album it was horribly promoted jyp rejected a lot of variety show invites that they got and he kept saying that the members weren't funny enough, which is why he rejected all of them. That's like, bull. Do you have Jackson. How are you? How are you not funny enough? You know what I mean? Like he has some vendetta against Got Seven. I no, Bam Bam, Bam Bam's hilarious. <sighs> but, yeah, that was like a big contentment issue. Yeah, I mean, I think Mark Loki. I think Mark is kind of shy, but overall, like, I think yeah, I think he's able to like open his shell maybe like you know a little bit more mm-hmm. if he like got out there more but I think like the initially yeah I think Mark is shy but kind of like JB too I think JB's kind of shy at first but I don't know he didn't even give them a chance yeah I feel like they could have gone so far and I mean they're, they're still going in their career so I mean you know I'm just gonna wait to see where they go next and yeah so um uh, where we're go- where me and Bella are personally going next is that we're gonna go get into our recommendations. <laughs> Do you like my smooth transition? Uh, real smooth. Thanks. <laughs> so, um, we're gonna talk about our favorite Got Seven tracks and recommend you guys some of our favorite Got Seven tracks. The playlist was curated by yours truly, Bella, and um, 
So I guess I'll start out. Um, one of the songs that I'm gonna recommend, well, I'll just recommend all my songs like in order that I've written it. Uh, I'm recommending We Are Young. Uh, it's a really good song. It's the last track on their last released album. Um, and it just like, it gets me in the vibe and like, it's very encouraging. And it's basically just got seven talking to the fans about like having each other's back in this situation that they, they're currently in or something like that and like the, man speaking about the future like, yeah we they are very young and like i guess the fans are really young too you know we still have time to grow and we still have time to keep being better so i really love that song uh i also added my body reacts and that's off their just right album i really love this song it's just super vibey and it's it's very got seven i think this is when i got seven started sounding more like the GOT7 that we have today. Um, I also threw in My Youth, which is Jin Young solo. It's just really nice to listen to. Um, it's it's the kind of song that you would want to listen to on a sunny drive. That's how I would describe it. Um, I'm also throwing in Face, um, which was off their album for... Uh, what is it called? Well, the one where the background is Dawn, I can't even think. Oh, there we go. The title track was "You Are," but uh, yeah, Face is on that. Al- uh, Face is on that album, and it's really good. Um, super catchy, and like I listen to it when I miss people. Uh, <laughs> I also added "Like O," oh, uh, which is also an- off their debut album. It's really good um i also added prove it which is one of their slower r&b kind of songs um i also want to recommend eclipse super slept on because it had very low promotions um but it's a really really good song i recommend everybody listen to it um the b-side i also recommend is poison and it was from their not by the moon album um i'm also recommending breath um i'm also recommending the end and love you 3000 jackson's version and lastly, I'm also recommending Bounce by JJ Project because this is what started it all. Bella? Okay. Um, I guess I'll say mine then. Um, so my first one is Fly, which is like what Ivy said is their first win. Um, or no, no, if you do, it was their first win. But before that, it was Fly, and Fly was the album. But um, yeah, so I've. Flies, one of them. I think I don't know why. I I think Flies just one of those songs I could listen to, and like instantly know it's class seven. <laughs> but um, and then there's if you do. I think another thing too is like I think there's like an English or what's the saying that she says in like the beginning or something like that. And is it a friend? Yeah, or it's like yeah. I'm, I don't I'll know just go to sleep. Is. That's all I remember. <laughs> Like, yeah, something like that. Which, like, yeah, instantly, I don't know, playing that song, I instantly know it's got seven. And it was their first win, too, which is really cool. And then, uh, next is an older song. It's Forever Young. Yes. And I can't remember what album it's on. It's actually it's from the one. A album. But, hey. Do you remember what album? Yeah. Is uh, it the A? Yeah, it's the Forever A, Young. Got Love. Mm-hmm. America's JB had a jean jacket, and that's how I remember okay. it. <laughs> and is that Moonlight? No, no. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so this Forever Young, and then Moonlight is from their... Uh, that That's even older. Wait, no, no, it's not. Wait, is it? Is it the same album, Moonlight? Uh, 
I don't know. Okay, and then the next one is I am me and what? Oh no, I wasn't saying anything. I was just checking. Do you remember where Moonlight I'm was? I'm checking right now. I think it was Yeah, it, it was oh, from their do you remember uh, Moonlight? It was from their what Stop Stop It album. I think it's the one that plays right before okay. She's a Monster. And then next Yeah, okay. It's on the I just checked. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then next is I am me. And that one was on their... Hold on, something just freaked out on me. Anyways, sorry. But that was on their... I think it was on their um, 2018 um, album. Yeah, it was on the Lullaby you. album. Oh, okay. It was... Yeah, it was either the pre- the full the full album, right? Not the EP one? Mm-hmm. You got it. Yeah, so it was on their full one. Okay, and then the next one is Breathe. Um, I know we already mentioned this before, but it's their like latest one that came out. And then the last one, I don't, this is like obviously not in order because I'm going back and forth from the years, but um, I'm, not, I'm not in order either. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I was just like looking at my order. My order is all over the place, but um, Girl Magnetic is a definite, a really old one. I think it's on their first album. Um, yeah, I think it was on the first EP, if I'm, if I can remember correctly. But yeah, Girl Magnetic is an old one, but it's a really good one. Yeah, I hope you guys all enjoyed this. Sorry for like talking your guys' ear off for like 35 minutes. I just wanted to try this different format, and plus there was like a bunch of information to look at. So yeah. Um, do you want to say anything else before we head out? No. Okay. I think that's all. All right. Well, uh, thank you all for listening, and we hope you stay tuned for next episode, and bye!